So I have a bone to pick with fatty. Uh Uh-oh. Are you speaking of big fatty online? The biggest fatty online. Uh Uh-huh. This is Enormous, with your hosts Harley and KC. Someone that I know, sitting right across from me, sent a crema pick. A crema tree pick. Yes, it's my yearly tradition, he gets my Christmas tree picture. It is, so he didn't receive mine fast enough. Oh. So he called me an FF. You're a fistfucker. Fragile flower. Oh, well, not untrue. True. I, I don't I don't think of myself as a fragile flower. No. A flower? A flower, perhaps. A flower? Yeah. Or just a fragile? Neither one. I think fist fucker is a better definition. Oh, okay. The other FF. Yeah. All right. Fancy fucker? Also not oh. untrue. So, <laughs> <a> Big Fatty, <laughs> if I'm a fragile flower, then you're a big rosebud. <laughs> Oh, roses. Mm-hmm. Rosebud is, I think, definitely in Fatty's vocabulary. Do you suppose? What better way to access a rosebud? Than by way of a special chaya. A special chaya. I think it's going to be a good year. I think we're going to see COVID kind of start to calm down a little bit. I hope so. I think people are going to start to get back to a little bit more of a normal lifestyle, at least by summer. I'm not having any expectations this year. No expectations. I just, I'm afraid to. We had, if you went back and listened to our show from the beginning of the year last year. Really? We we were hopeful and had some pretty high expectations. For COVID, you mean? For the year. No, before that. Oh. This time last year, we didn't know there was going to be a problem. So Good point. Yeah, so go back and listen, and you'll see that we thought it was just going to be so fab. Little did we know. Well, no matter how frustrated we are, it could always be worse. And we That's need to true. focus on the fact That's that right. what we have is pretty good. That's right. And not, and not everything was a total dumpster fire in 2020. No. Most everything was, but not every little thing was. What if there was a COVID-2? Oh, Lord, please don't even start. But... That makes you appreciate a little bit what we have now. True. We're able to get around. We have food and and shelter, unlike a lot of people. So I consider myself fortunate. Right. Same. So do we have anything else to tell these people (laughs) (laughs) on our our New Year shorty? (laughs) Well, probably. Well, maybe we should talk about that. The fact that we didn't really put out an episode for the first we tried to do the first on the 15th of the month, and we're not. there's not going to be a first. Obviously, the first has already come and gone. Did we do three last month? We did, because if you include the interview, was mm-hmm. two. Right. was a two-parter. So we did a December 1st, first, and uh, then we did a two-part interview. Mm-hmm. So really, we don't need to do a podcast for the 1st of January. Well, okay. <laughs> you know how I like my schedules. I know, me too. Uh, so I so I feel bad about that, but so so we don't have necessarily any expectations for this year. But what are we hoping for? 
Um, I'm hoping maybe to have some days where I don't wear sweatpants every day. Why do you wear sweatpants every day? Well, why not? (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing else to have to wear pants for these days. Well, what, what are we hoping for with the podcast? Oh, with the podcast. I'm sorry. What are we hoping for with the podcast? Um, just, I don't know. We're having fun doing this. So to keep going and find things to do and people to talk to and topics and more uh, music that we have stories about that we relate to. Did you enjoy the interview? I did. Is that something you'd want to do periodically from time to time? I would love to. I don't know if any listeners, I don't know if our listener, (laughs) if our listener, if our listener liked it or not. Yeah. But uh, I kind of enjoyed doing it. I thought it was fun. I enjoyed the process. I I uh, certainly enjoyed our interviewee. Yeah. I think Chris Sider was was really fun to talk to, and his book was quite a read. We did have a really good time and uh, spoke for a long time. Yeah. People don't don't even know how that got edited down into even two episodes, but we could have had more. That's right. We did a lot of talking. Yeah. (laughs) So the interview thing I think would be nice. I'd like to do that. I'd like to do some more um, lurid or taboo topics. I think that would be fun. Well, I think it's important to talk about things that people don't talk about. Yeah, something that makes you uncomfortable is a good thing to to talk I, about. I don't think that's a bad thing. Uh, when when I worked in education and I had a, a secretary, and her and her husband were maybe, we'll say, 10 years younger or so than I was, she was always asking me, well, not always asking, but somehow we would get on topics of male health things uh-huh. and and I would always tell her, okay, so I'm breaking down for you. I'm going to tell you everything that's going to happen or that I went through or that I know other guys happen to. So when your husband doesn't want to talk to you about these things, then you can talk to him about them because he'll be surprised that you know stuff that he doesn't expect that you maybe even know. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, prostate issues when you get older or I don't know, just, you know, all kind of things with with a guy that I don't think a lot of men talk about. That's true. I don't know that people. men necessarily talk about those things, particularly with their wives. Right. They right. might they might mention them or or ask some questions with other guys that maybe they think have had the same experience. Could be. I don't know what my perception always is that straight guys when they talk to each other they just talk about, you know, getting pussy and girls and that sort of thing. But maybe that's not true. Yeah. So we've got Interv- potentially some interesting people to talk to. Let's interview a straight guy and f- ask him what they talk about. Oh, that'd be fun. When they're working on a car. <laughs> what do they talk about with each other? That'd be a riot, wouldn't it? It would be to good do an to interview know. with just a straight guy. A really super duper straight guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> if we can find one. You know any? <laughs> no. I kind of don't either. <laughs> well, I'm straight. Uh, that's what you keep saying. Yeah. Yeah. No. So... <laughs> So we've got interviews, we've got lurid, taboo subjects, we've got coming out stories, we've got songs, we've got reminiscing about our past. Is there anything else that we want to sort of hit this year? I don't want to, I don't want to sound, I don't want to sound boastful about it, but like imparting our wisdom with our, that comes with age uh, to folks that aren't quite there yet. But I don't know how do you say that. Hmm. We want to pretend we know everything? <laughs> well, we don't know any everything, but if 
But we have been around the block a time or two. We've had some experience, and that's true. I don't know. Maybe it just happens as we speak. Maybe, I guess. Maybe people glean a little something special sure. from from uh, this or that, but not necessarily making it a particular goal. Right. What comes with age, I think, is uh, the good part that comes with age is some things that you worried about or were so anxious about when you were younger are, are become a non-issue mm-hmm. when you get a little older. Yeah, now, when do we still have problems or anxieties or worries or be up at night or little crazy times? Of course we do. Everybody does. But it's a little different. It's a little different. That's true. You navigate it differently. So if anybody out there has an opinion on the interview whether they liked it or didn't like it or would like to see more of uh, content like that or less content like that, let us know. Send us an email, call our voicemail number, tweet us, but let us know what you think about it. We don't know. If you don't tell us, we don't know. The last episode was the most silent. Or we'll just keep yammering on. The, you mean as far as hearing from? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think so, huh? I don't know if I scared everybody with my reveal. Maybe that's... Maybe people, well, it could be that people just didn't know what how to respond to that. It sounds uh, pretty serious, maybe, uh-huh. and, and pretty heavy for somebody that doesn't really know about that or right. what all th- that entails for, for you or anyone to go through. So, or they might only relate it to the, to the past. True. Of Parkinson's and think, you know, and just be worried or scared or upset that they don't know what to say mm-hmm. to us about that. Well, to anybody that doesn't know what to say, there's nothing really special to say. You know, I think whenever you encounter somebody that's struggling with something, whether it's a health issue or relationship issue or anything else, the best you can say to them is, I may not understand your situation, but my heart goes out to you. Right. I think that's... You know, I wish I wish you the best, the best in in trying to overcome that hurdle or that difficulty. Right. Um, I think that's that's really the best you can do. I think the the reach out too. Yeah, you can't really put yourself in somebody else's shoes. No, the reach out is good. Just you know, I, I'm here in whatever capacity. If you need me in some kind of way, right? I'll do what I can do. You, but you have to tell me what it is I can do. And maybe that's part of our be kind mantra right. at the end of our episode each time right be kind to others um maybe that's all it means just saying i may not be in your shoes but i hope whatever happens right. I, don't, I don't know i didn't put that very well can you word it better let me think about that that see this is the problem i think that's why yeah. people don't say anything i think you're right it's because they don't know exactly what to say for sure so they just say nothing which probably is better than well for me personally i probably would choose saying nothing over being afraid i'm going to say the wrong thing i guess that's right but i don't think you really can say the wrong thing the only wrong thing you could say with someone that's struggling is it will get better you can't say it'll get better or i know how you feel no those are the two things you can't say because it might get better and it might not get better we don't know that is the truth you know my best friend who I've spoken about before, the girl I dated in high school. Yes. She's a cancer survivor. And one of the things I asked her once, 
What are the types of things she did not like to hear when she was sick? Like from friends and family? Right, things? exactly. Okay. And, and did she have to think very long? I bet she didn't have to think very long about that. I bet she knew right away what she did. She knew exactly the things she didn't like. And the hear. things she didn't like were, hang in there, it'll get better. Yeah. Um, this too shall pass. Right. Um, anything like that that was false, false positivity. Right. What she wanted to hear was, I'm really sorry that you have to deal with this. Empathy and compassion. Mm-hmm. Or, it's not fair. Why should it be you? Right. Or, if there's anything I can do, let me know. Because I'd like to help you. Right. And that's the best. Not to give a false sense that things were going to get better, that the sun was going to come out, that every cloudy day eventually gets sunny or any of that kind of bullshit. Right. Just that, I'm sorry you're struggling. It's not fair. And let me know if there's anything I can do to help. Right. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's the best thing. Sure. That's why I said that reach out to somebody. Yeah, exactly. I'm here. I've, I've always done that with my friends too, with, uh, like say uh, an example would be like relationship issues. And even if I didn't agree with where they were going, headed in a relationship with somebody or sure. whatever, but I would never try to give advice with that. And I might, I might tell them, I don't think I feel really good about this or about what you're doing, but you're my friend. I'm here for you. I'm here. I'm here to even catch you if you fall. Right. I'll be here. I won't be gone from you. And that's so, what people want to hear. Yeah. So maybe when we talk about the advice that we potentially could impart to others because we're old, <laughs> is just to be sensitive and supportive. You know, maybe there isn't really any advice. Maybe we really don't know a thing. No, that's, that is the advice, probably, is it? Maybe the, ad- maybe the advice is to lend a loving ear to someone Mm-hmm. Let them talk and say, I may not be in your shoes, but I'm here to help you if you need help. Right. That's all you can do. And that's it. Yeah. Maybe that's the advice. Sure. And certainly when I think back on all of the troubles that I've had in my life, um, because we all do, we all have periods that we go through that are rough or particular things that we're trying to deal with that are rough. All we really want is someone to say, I'm really sorry that you have to deal with this. And if you need me, I'm here. Really, that's that's right. the best thing you can say. Right. I remember, here's the one I remember. Here's the big one that stuck with me all my life. And this hasn't been that many years ago. A few now, I guess. But when my father died, and as you know, I you know I was really close to my dad. And right. He was my champion and my big supporter. And, yep. and my uh, personal uh, cheerleader and all that stuff. And uh, so when he died, that was really hard. And the worst thing people said to me was, you know, either I know how you feel or, you know, it'll be okay. I think it was that same thing. Yeah. Because I felt like they didn't know how I feel or, you know, it'll get better. They, they, How do they know? How do they know whether it's going to get fucking better or not better? They didn't know that. That made made me angry. I'm a man. So I'm good with the emotion anger. So that would make me really angry when people would say it would get better. But what I did was I learned from that to be able to pass it on to people that were experienced the same kind of thing. If they experienced loss or death or something. And I would, then I would tell people, 
you know, I'm really sorry you're going through this and I can't imagine what it feels like. All I can tell you is that over time, you'll develop better coping skills. Yeah. It's not going to get better. I'm not going to tell you it gets better. You get better at coping with the thing that you're dealing with. I think that's right. That's exactly right. Because that's what I did. I'm never going to get over my dad. No. Or get better from his loss. No. I'm always going to feel a loss for him. But I'm, I've gotten way better at coping with that. Right. Right. And I think we constantly learn coping skills. Right. I mean, in my situation with my health issue... I'm never going to get over it. No. And it can be daily that you're having to cope with something. Yeah, so, it is. Yeah. And uh, am I improving my coping skills? Sometimes I think I am and sometimes I don't. You know, I had a major meltdown last night. It's an exercise. You have to keep exercising yeah. the skill. Yeah. And uh, today I feel better. So I, I I don't know. I hope you broke something. Did you break something? I broke my glasses. Oh, that makes me feel better. Sometimes when I'm having a meltdown, I just have to break something. Oh, man, I could have broken a lot of stuff. I was really <laughs> melted down. I had a big meltdown. I could have flipped over tables, oh, ripped pictures yeah. off the wall, slammed doors, yeah. punched holes. I could have. It was a pretty big meltdown. It's okay. I remember one time. Uh, oh, boy, I'm really going to tell myself here. and You can probably leave this in. I guess it doesn't matter. But I was having such a bad time that... Uh, the back door to the home I was living in had a, a a glass pane in the top of the wooden door. Right, and I just I just put my I was outside and and also got locked out. And on top of everything else, I was trying to cope with. I just didn't give a fuck. I just put my fist right through that glass pane. Yeah. Just and of course, you know, broke the glass and and uh, you know, cut my hand all up and whatever. Yeah, and but for a moment, I felt better. Yeah. Having done it afterwards, I was like, oh, yikes. I got this glass to clean up, and now I cut myself, and I'm bleeding all over. And yeah, for a moment, I felt better. And then afterwards, I thought, oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> I am so embarrassed. Right. How could I have possibly lost <laughs> control to that degree? Right. But I did, right. and and that's human. It is. And we were, we've talked about this, too, moving through emotions and, and kind of experiencing them and and uh, validating them. You don't have to give in to them. Yeah. And live in that. You don't have to live in sorrow or live in anger or whatever, but you can validate that you feel that way. Yeah. And and hopefully that helps it lose some of the control that it has over right. you. Right. I think that's right. I think it does, actually. Yeah. Well, for not having an episode. <laughs> we talked about something anyway. We kind of got to a good place, I think. Uh-huh. Maybe it was too heavy. I don't know. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happiness New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I, I think it's always good when we can move forward and grow as people. Right. That's the thing. Give somebody something to think about. Yep. A little bit. That That's doesn't right. hurt. Never hurts. I like it. So, Big Fatty, I'm growing. <laughs> You're I'm growing, fragile. Big Fatty. Your fragile flower is blossoming. My fragile flower is getting bigger. Right as we speak. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know when the next episode's going to come out. We've talked about a little bit of a break, perhaps. We've talked about, you know, like a winter hiatus sort of thing. Cause so far, we haven't really done that. We've tried to stay super consistent. How could we? How could we really do a hiatus it's the problem because we don't really want to we no. just want to keep talking 
Isn't that the truth? We love to hear ourselves talk. It's true. I guess it's talk, true. Talk, 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 talk. Yammer, 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 yammer. Uh-huh. Whether we're talking natter, 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 natter. about something or not something. Yeah. yeah. So, so, but maybe think maybe there'll be some shorter episodes for a little bit. Maybe there'll be a few shorter episodes. Maybe we'll, maybe we won't always stick to our release dates of the first and the 15th. perfectly. Yeah. Right. We but, might get it. We might be a little easier on ourselves. But we're not pod fading. No, we're not. Pod we're still fading here. Anymore. Absolutely. Who sings that song? What song? I'm still here. the The Broadway singer Strick, Strickland Strickland. Uh oh, Scott the Sater is going to be really mad that I'm not saying her name right now. Elaine Stritch. Elaine Stritch. What's that song about? But I'm still here. Right. Yeah, I'm still here. This is from my favorite Broadway show. Uh-uh, really? Yes. You've talked about it Follies. Yeah. Good times and bum times. I've seen them all and my dear. I'm still here. Plush velvet sometimes. Sometimes just pretzels and beer. But I'm here. That's a. I've stopped the day. That's really a good way to bring in 2021. After 2020, I love that show. We're still here. So Lane Stritch isn't. She's not still here. No, she's not. But she is. Yep. Because look, here we are watching her. So she's still here. She's still here. That's thanks to the internet and the electronics and technology that she can still be here. Yeah, I'm definitely cutting out this. Okay. I cry way too much. <laughs> here I thought I was going to be the emotional crybaby on the podcast, and guess what? So it's so it was Elaine Stritch. It was Elaine Stritch. And it's Follies, right? Singing I'm Still Here. Isn't that from Follies? Scott the Sater, tell us. Oh, Scott's going to yell at me. He's going to say, how can that be your He's favorite be, musical? And you don't, don't even know. Song. He's going to be so mad. Nowhere near. <laughs> I met a big financier. So I'm here. I've been through Gandhi, Wally, and Windsor's affair. And I'm here. Amos and Andy, Marjan and Platinum Hair, but I'm here. I got through Amy's Irish Rose, five Dion babies, major bowls, had heebie-jeebies, four BBs, bathosphere. I lived through Barbara Walters. So thank you listeners for listening. Whether or not you've heard me cry. If you did, it's because I did not cut it. If you didn't hear it, it's because I cut it from this uh, particular episode. But uh, we do appreciate you being part of our lives. And uh, we look forward to being back again in the near future. Yep, we're still here. Do you have questions or comments for us? Do you have a topic you would like us to discuss? 
reach us by email at enormouspodcast at gmail.com. Leave us a voice message at 303-351-2880. You can also follow us on Facebook at Enormous Podcast and on Twitter at Enormous Pod. Our Instagram is Enormous underscore podcast. And don't forget to subscribe on Apple or wherever you find your podcasts. Until next time, remember to be kind and like us, keep it enormous. Enormous! Just enormous! This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find all the best shows under the rainbow at pride48.com. Are you finished? Not yet. Now I'm finished.